Hello, everyone. Before we begin, I just want to let everyone know that today's music is provided by my buddy named Sage Nebulous. We'll be listening to his first song off of his new album titled Astralaria. We'll be listening to the first song on a never-ending loop. Now, when looking for the proper music to help convey and carry the messages that I'm delivering, I wanted something that wouldn't take away from the essence or the gravitas of the situation. So when I reached out to Sage, I was very happy to hear that he was more than willing to let his music partake in uh, this adventure that we are going on together. So if you enjoy his music, please search him up. You can find him on every media platform there is. And without further ado, welcome to the Mental Realm of Existence. I'm your host, Jose Luis Mateo Jr. Today's episode, To Sleep or Not to Sleep. This thought will usually slither around inside of the mind or will become a question that gets asked outright during the conversation of conscious dreaming. Jose, how am I going to be able to get a, a good night's sleep if I'm focused on remaining conscious? Isn't my, my body is going to stay up? And actually, that is a myth that I want to help debunk. That, that is something that does not happen. If you are focused on conscious dreaming, the only thing that will keep your body active is the fact that you think you're going to keep your body active. In actuality, when you're ready to sleep, uh, most, of us, most of us tend to flood our senses with a cell phone or TV or something until we just get cross-eyed and fall asleep. And that's... that's Imagine, uh, imagine a, a diabetic, because we, we do have an addiction to this, right? And we do have ailments from social media we just don't want to admit. Now, imagine a diabetic just slamming down all the sugar and then tra la 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 lying off to bed. You would wonder why they do what they do, and you should wonder why it is you allow yourself to do this as well. Now, when you are falling asleep without a cell phone or anything else to bother you, it takes 30 minutes to an hour of your body physically being in a rest state for your body to start entering sleep paralysis. Now, sleep paralysis is something that is designed to keep humans safe while sleeping. We, on average, do wake up uh, around, I want to say 11 times a night, and that's really just for like micro adjustments. That was a number that I saw in a scientific study about two years ago. It's about 11 times on average a night. Where we just, uh, we're making sure that we're not dying and we just fall asleep. Some of us completely come out of it. Some of us go right back down. Um, today I want to talk to you guys about utilizing dream induction methods how to get from point a to point b so today we're going to be discussing preparations for sleep and then the sleep itself all right 
So, as I already said, when you are falling asleep at night, no cell phone, no TV, no light on, just, just, if, if you have a little LED light to read a book or to do something where it doesn't require too much action, you can buy one of these LED chargeable book lamps online for about 11 to 25 bucks, depending on what kind you want. Um, and I highly recommend buying one of those because they, they have this soft light that's really not too bothersome. And the lowest level like light lasts, uh, I think mine lasts like 50 hours or some, some crazy number. I do know that I can leave the lamp on all night and it's okay. I can leave it on running during the day at the lowest light and it'll keep running. It'll die at some point in time, but... Uh, they they last very long, all right? Mine's been in use for like seven years now, so it's probably on its last legs. Uh, wife, if you're listening to this Christmas. <clears throat> Moving on. Now, for anyone who meditates in setting up the... Uh, in, in preparing oneself for dreaming, I would definitely recommend you take some time to meditate. Uh, in one of the most recent books that I've been reading, it's titled uh, Tibetan Yogas of Dream and Sleep. Tibetans have been using dreaming, conscious dreaming, for spiritual practices for a very, very long time. And one of the things I am learning very on inside of this book is that Men and women carry three main channels. We have a white positive channel, a blue neutral channel, which is for the duality, and we have a red negative channel. Now, for guys, that red channel is on the right, and for women, that red channel is on the left. So, when gauging yourself for sleep, for, for conscious dreaming, it is best for men to lay on their right side going to sleep and sleeping and for women to go on their left side that way you help suppress the negative energy and you allow the positive energy the positive energetic side of you to uh purvey itself throughout your dreams i've been using this experiment for the past couple of days like sleeping on my right side versus sleeping on my left and I can tell you, when I've slept on my right, the quality of the dreams and the style of the dreams, uh, they've definitely been better. So, like I said, men on the right, women on the left. If you wake up in the night and you happen to find yourself on the left or, you know, the opposite side of what you want, then switch back over. You might not think it doesn't matter, but if, if these Tibetans have been using this uh this spiritual practice this conscious dreaming for <laughs> forever and they recommend doing it i'm gonna do it all right you know more about it than me i'm at least gonna hear you out and possibly give you a shot so yes absolutely the next step uh this is for pre and post dreaming all right you want to have what's called a dream journal I do not recommend leaving it in your cell phone because if you are the kind of person who enjoys social media, like I've been talking about, 
uh, getting up in the middle of the night and getting up in the morning to write down your dreams is gonna be a huge hassle because you're you're like fighting yourself, right? You're gonna want to get up and go on your phone and check out the latest ha-has and all the reels and all this other BS, but you want something that you can write down in, all right? Like I said, you can get that chargeable LED book lamp, super cheap. You can go to any store that, that you that's nearby and you can purchase a journal. It does or doesn't have to be super specific. I have one journal that says uh, like see with the stars or something like that and it's got the constellations all over it. And then I have another one that just has some uh, designs about storytelling on top of it. So it's I like the first one I was really, you know, super convinced and the second one I just realized that uh, getting the information out is is more important than finding a proper medium, right? What, what matters is that the information is getting out for myself. So get yourself a journal. When you're going to sleep at night, you want to write things that have happened during the day. You want to write down what your intentions are for the dreams, for the continuation of your consciousness, what you want to do as if you were waking up and uh, setting what you wanted to do for the day. All right. You're 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 still waking up just in a different sense and you still are setting goals. All right. Now, if you wake up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom or to do any of that, you can sit there and you can close your eyes, right? Hold, try to hold off that 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 urge to to urinate or defecate or throw up, whatever whatever urge uh, just overwhelms you. Fight it off and focus on what you dreamt about. Just focus on the last couple seconds, and then focus on the last couple seconds right before that. Just slowly work your way backwards, and then grab your book and go use the bathroom. Guys, if you like to stand when you pee, this is the perfect time to pop a squat and crack open the journal. This is the best time. You're going to you're going to be able to gauge yourself more now. The the whole reason that I'm harping on you using a dream journal is because you are gauging yourself to intake and retain more information from your dream self, right? From your dream consciousness. So it's kind of like the uh, the Eye of Sauron, okay? I will give that reference. It's kind of like the Eye of Sauron and all the darkness around him is just the, the dream world. And everywhere that eye points, it lights up. So this is what you're doing with your dream journal. You're, you're opening your eye, right? You're opening up both of them to what is going on inside of your dreams. Now... On top of uh, remaining or abstaining, sorry, and on top of abstaining from the social media and everything, right, to, to allow your consciousness to flourish, you also don't want to eat anything for about two hours and try not to drink anything for at least 30 minutes before you go to bed. The reason why I say this is because, as you remember in the last episode, I was talking about humans retaining consciousness and the 10 to 90 ratio all right now when you are asleep 
and your body is digesting food, your sleep quality is not going to be what it should be because your body isn't at full rest. It's still processing food, right? It's still slowly processing food. And that takes away from the dream state and that takes away from your lucid dreaming chances. So try to be empty. Try to be empty. There, There is a, a, a urination-induced lucid dreaming technique that we'll be discussing later and why I don't think it really works unless you really have the heart for it. So we've covered that. Um, if you are a smoker or a drinker before bed, do not. Do not do so. Uh, the reason being marijuana marijuana is a spiritual plant um and not everyone uses it as such okay and if you already have trouble retaining and disciplining your consciousness enough to uh stave off going on the phone at night then smoking and displacing more of that consciousness without the intent to retain it is only gonna set you back even further. The same thing with drinking. I, I can tell you that as someone who's been lucid dreaming for about five years now, I can definitely tell you that I have had uh, drunk lucid dreams, okay? And when I was, <laughs> I got slapped this one night, all right? And in my dream, there are the Three, there are three of my aunts and they're just judging me and they got their little head shake and and I'm looking at them and I'm wondering myself what's wrong and one of my aunts just starts going off on me and I realize that she's snapping on me because I am heavily inebriated and upon remembering that I was inebriated right um, I forgot to mention that I was lucid when uh when she started snapping on me because at first you know i've seen the three of them together and i've seen the three of them judge me before but i've never seen the three of them together just in a in a tightly knit group doing it so it that part was my uh that part was when my consciousness my consciousness sorry i'm getting ahead of myself that part is when my consciousness had went to its peak and I was able to like I said in the last episode I was able to treat my my consciousness as a video game where when you hit that that peak you get that button prompt on top of the screen okay and that when that when that button popped up I hit it and I realized I was lucid and I was dreaming now and when I did, I started investigating what was going on and I asked myself, why are they looking at me like this? And then I remembered how smashed I was when I was going to bed and I don't even be getting drunk like that. So I, I, I remembered just how hammered I was going to bed and when I remembered that I was hammered, the structure of the consciousness of being hammered took over and suddenly the dream scene was very loopy it was it was like waves passing by and from there they all three looked at me and shook their heads and and they were right it was it was a dumb thing to do but i was able to attain and retain lucidity but 
the, like I said, the knowledge of the fact that I was drunk sleeping affected my lucid dreaming, but only did so when I invited that option as the, the, the basis, the, the premise to my consciousness, right? I thought to myself, I must be still drunk. And I thought that to myself on a level. I didn't think that to myself all outright, but my subconscious construct, these micro constructs helped me, quote unquote, helped me realize that I was still drunk in my, in, in this dream state. And that affected my dream state until you are able to do that. Don't do that. Um, and I don't advocate getting hammered and going to bed one way or the other. It just happened to me. I do not advise you doing it if you are looking to consciously dream and, and retain your consciousness. All right. Uh, let's see. Sleeping pills. Refrain. Melatonin for one is a uh, melatonin is a very tricky substance. What a lot of people do not know about melatonin is that, yes, it causes you to go to sleep. But if you take out uh, the compound known as carbon dioxide from melatonin, you have what's called DMT. Uh, where is let me let me get the full thing, because not everyone knows what DMT is. And I don't want to just I don't want people to assume that I'm just talking about the drug. All right. DMT, dimethyltryptamine. DMT is also known as the God particle. DMT is in almost every living and sentient thing on this planet. DMT is in the trees and the birds and the grass. DMT is produced when you are, when you are born, when you're going to sleep at night. When you're having mystic experiences such as meditative states of enlightenment, uh, when you are near, when you are going through near-death experiences, when you are on psychedelics, and when you are dying, okay. DMT is only separated by carbon dioxide. Now, I I I I'm not a scientist or anything like that right I, I study dreams and everything but I'm not like a chemical scientist I can't tell you what that exactly does for you but I can tell you that pumping in that extra melatonin from depriving yourself and this just shooting in straight into the dream is is almost like uh it's almost like sitting on top of a rocket and expecting to have full control right and i've tried lucid dreaming with the melatonin i've tried doing that and like i said it, it's a very very hard thing to do it'll i don't even i i i can't i can't explain i just i just feel like i don't have the proper control okay uh and as for other sleeping pills i i i would also abstain from them now with the the split of melatonin and dmt being so closely related i believe that the dump of melatonin will distort the production of dmt and that is just my thought so i highly recommend you stay away from it 
There are a myriad of sleeping techniques one can use when gauging oneself for conscious dreaming, and the only thing still keeping your body physically awake is the underlying intent that you think conscious dreaming will keep you awake. All right, if you have, if 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 you find it hard, if you find it easier to fall asleep when you have this uh, overwhelming dump of serotonin and dopamine from going online and looking at all your social media, if you find that more easier to do that until you fall asleep versus falling asleep without any other stimulation, then that should let you know that you are addicted to this social media. You are addicted to the chemicals that are pumped out and uh, <laughs> focusing consciously on lucid dreaming might be a little jarring at first, but I promise you with enough practice, it'll be a lot easier than you think. There are techniques involving visual visualization methods that I will be explaining later that are going to help you. So um, there are, like I was saying, if, if you have trouble sleeping, there are a ton of different breathing techniques that you can use. One that I like to do when I'm falling asleep at night, if I have trouble sleeping, I'll breathe in for seven seconds. I'll hold down for like eight seconds and I'll breathe out for another seven seconds. And when I do that, um, at the height of my inhale and at the bottom of my exhale, I'm holding my breath and I'm paying attention to my heartbeat. And I'm letting that overwhelm my senses and rock me to sleep, all right? And if, if that kind of technique doesn't work for you, then I am... I implore you to look up other sleeping techniques that may help you because I promise you there's one out there that can at least help you. Now, on top of uh, the sleep paralysis, what we also have that comes right after the body being paralyzed is hypnogogia, hypnogogia, whichever way you want to pronounce it. Now, this this chemical this this is the uh, the combination involving DMT that starts producing in your head that starts causing visualizations and sounds and colors and dream scenes and voices. This this is the God particle. What's known as the God particle being released. All right. This is. Uh, this is the train to lucid dreaming, okay? This is the train to the dream world. Now, in understanding that there are a multitude of ways to use that to our advantage, I bring up the information around hypnagogia to let you know that at night, uh, when you do have that sleep paralysis, you know, like when you're about to fall asleep and you feel like you got to pee and you try to move and you can't move and suddenly there's a terrifying voice in the room and then like you shoot out of bed, right? And you feel like something's sitting on you. All those terrifying sensations, a good portion of the time, are byproducts of the hypnagogia, all right? Your your fear, your underlying fear and the subconscious construct of you being scared 
makes all these imaginations possible. You start hallucinating and hearing things. You even can start feeling things pressing up against you, all right? And I'm not saying that, you know, there aren't times where there are other things around us that are going, that are, that are existing when we are going to sleep. But I will tell you a good portion of the time, we are just shooting ourselves in the foot and expecting to run a full race, all right? So, moving on from the preparation of sleep, all right? You got your dream journal by your side. You've documented what you're doing before you go to bed. You've documented what you've done that day because the things that you have done and the things that uh, are important to you that you have gone through can and probably will be used to be expressed in the dream world by the totality of you right by the unspoken 90 the this uh if if you've gone to the movies and you saw a fun movie or you know a movie about superheroes or a horror movie or whatever if you had an argument if you had anything just document that stuff and that way when you do wake up in the middle of the night or when you do wake up in the morning you can use that that as a uh, a legend you know as a as a map with keys on it so you can find out more about the subconscious side of you now with all of this information right you've either meditated or you've stretched you've calmed the body down you are now trying to focus on retaining consciousness but retaining consciousness seems a little questionable to you uh if this is your first time doing so and luckily for you i have a full-blown list of techniques that i have used and other technique other techniques that i have not used and i will be giving you my experiences on these techniques as well all right uh one of my favorite one of my favorites is the mild technique now i'm gonna butcher the word but i'm gonna spell it m-n-e-m-o-n-i-c that's m-n-e-m-o-n-i-c i think it's mnemonic or mnemonic it's definitely not bubonic um but i have trouble with that word either way the mnemonic induction of lucid dreaming involves the repetitious action of gauging yourself for conscious dreaming at night. And there are a couple of methods that you can use inside of this. One of the first methods is using affirmations or what's known as mantras. All right, so if you're going to bed and uh and you want to gauge yourself you want to gauge yourself for conscious dreaming with a mantra you can use one like tonight in my dreams i will realize i am dreaming and i will become lucid don't question too much on how you will become lucid just trust in the fact that you will find a way to let you know all right when you wake up and you have these flashes of memory, these flashes of images and stuff from your dreaming, and you remember very little dialogue or colors or whatever, consider this. Consider these moments 
the height, the peak of your consciousness, and you had several times to be that video gamer and to execute that button prompt, right? You had several times to press that button once it made itself available to you. You just don't know how to do it. So don't focus on the fact that you don't know how to do it and focus on the fact that the the 90 the totality of you right all of you is going to attract you now uh as i said in the last podcast your dream consciousness and your waking consciousness are connected but they're separate okay so when you use a mantra like this when you use a mantra such as tonight in my dreams uh you can even tailor it tonight in my dreams i will see something in my dreams that will make me realize that i am sleeping and i will become lucid and that that whatever you see is going to be uh an abstract in the dream scene whatever you see that will be provided to you will be a symbol that can probably stay with you if you keep that in your head after you wake up and i also implore you if you remember this symbol when you wake up to draw it even if you suck at drawing draw this symbol okay if this symbol has already been used before in the past in your past dreams and has stood out you can use this symbol again as a marker for conscious dreaming that way you're not stuck trying to just uh look around for anything and with no clear intent so to wrap up the mantras you what you want to do is repeat this mantra to yourself at least at least five minutes before going to sleep you want this thought to be so repetitive that it echoes in your dream consciousness all right you you what you are doing is treating your dream consciousness as a garden and you're planting a conscious seed within that garden and hoping that when you are dreaming, this seed will start to flower and start to grow and you'll be able to grab onto what is now this proverbial beanstalk or whatever metaphor you wanna use and you will be able to use that for your consciousness, okay? I hope I'm making this more understandable to you. The next method is to use visualization or uh, dreamscapes in your head. Now, this is not so much of a thought as it is just creating in the dream scene. If you are the kind of person who does find yourself uh, having trouble focusing on things at night, then you can combine the mantra and the visualization together, right? And the visualization method doesn't even have to be anything crazy. If this is your first time experience, or I'm sorry, if this is your first time uh, utilizing the visualization methods, I recommend that you start off with something as simple as uh, just looking above or standing in a field of grass, just really nice grass. This is one of the most simplest things you can do. A nice sunny day of just you in the grass. And if you picture, if you just focus on the color green at first, 
and then you have the intent of, of of letting everything else come into clarity letting letting everything else come into clarity that visualization is going to become the dreamscape i've done this myself my first time utilizing this visualization method i just pictured myself standing above a field of grass i just focused on the color at first and then as the color became prominent i started adding the definition of the grass and i was in a bird's eye view maybe like 80 feet above the grass and i was just looking at it and then before i knew it my overhead consciousness had shifted to a surface level and i was standing in this beautiful beautiful luscious patch of grass and when i looked at the rest of the dream scene i happened to be near the summits of a couple of mountains that were off in the distance and this beautiful rainbow hue just cascaded over the scenery and it was so amazing i could have cried and i woke up with my eyes just swelling with happiness i had a very very profound sense of peace from just using that technique from the first time and almost every time that i've used this technique it has worked it really matters it really matters with what you have plan for the night and how good your focus is and how badly you want it right um intent is a big thing and intent is something that i should have brought up earlier and i do want to bring up now because the intent to sleep is something that should also be brought into conversation when you are gauging yourself to sleep your intent should not be the intent of someone who wakes up at 8 a.m. and intends to do something that gets done at 5 p.m. The intent you carry with you should be equivalent to the intent of being in a brutal fight and if you miss one step, you're gone. That intent to keep yourself alive, that assuredness, that you need to keep yourself alive, that underlying intent is what you need to pull uh, from. That, that, that kind of intent is what you have to have. Now, if you focus on the two, you'll see the drastic scale. You'll see the drastic landslide of importance and prioritizing for that intent. One of them is that it'll get done if it gets done. The other one is if it doesn't get done, I'm gonna die. If it doesn't get done, if this doesn't get done, this will happen. If this doesn't get done, that'll happen. That is the same way you need to look at yourself with with the intent when you dream. If you have that intent when you get up in the morning of I got to go to work and I got to do this and it's got to get done right now, then you should have that same intent going to sleep. All right. And jumping back in to the mild methods, the third one is reality checks. Now, this is uh, gauging yourself with a reality check is something that is actually done throughout the day or can be used and or actually can be used for the uh, the affirmation method. You can combine those two as well. You'll see that with a lot of these techniques, they're all combinable. You don't have to really separate them and stick to one. You can have a fluid method. You just have to work on it. And then it starts by learning the basics, right? 
So utilizing a reality check, what's a reality check? A reality check is when something hinky or weird happens in your day and you pose the question to yourself, am I dreaming? Is this a dream right now? Am I actually awake? Now, that that kind of statement or question might sound a little silly to you when you ask yourself that because you're going to think offhand, uh, right off the bat, yes, I'm dreamy, or yes, I'm awake. I know I'm awake because I, I'm doing all these things. I've been doing all these things. But in the same way that you gauge yourself at night, right, where you where you have this loss of consciousness because you see the dream world as as is and 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 in the sharp contrast to your waking world right and in doing so these reality checks allow you to really gauge what you're doing if 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 something happens to you something that really doesn't happen or something random you can sit there and look around and actually pose that question and you will find that you are consciously receiving more information. That 10 is able to expand itself now because you're actually questioning the environment that you're in. And you can use a multitude of reality checks. Some people touch their nose. Some people put their hands up in their face and just analyze every detail to see if anything changes. Some people, like me, have a method where they'll pull their finger. I read about that method in a book, uh, like, at the beginning of the, this whole journey. And um, the gentleman stated that utilizing this is a great way to test if you're actually dreaming. Because if the, the intent is that if you pull your finger while you're asleep, if you're sleeping, right then it'll keep expanding. And that sounds like such a silly thought that the mind actually entertains this, right? If you're awake and you go through something, something weird, and you're like, huh, am I dreaming? Well, if I'm dreaming and I pull my finger and my finger doesn't extend past where it's supposed to, then that, that must mean that I'm not dreaming. I must be awake, right? Now, the first time I ever tried this method, um, I was dreaming and it was a dream that was similar to, uh, or at least the dreamscape was similar to my high school. Okay. Now in my high school, the hallways had these lights that were in sections of four and all four were lit up in every single section. So the entire building was very vibrant with lights and everything. Okay. And when I went to go visit, visit my teachers, uh, a couple years later, the vibrancy of the school had disappeared and the section of fours, it was one on three off. And then the next section, one on three off. It went from looking like a place that I enjoyed to looking like a prison. Okay. And one night I was dreaming that I was in a hallway similar to this where even less of the lights were on. And they, they looked to be high school lockers on either side of me. And the peak of the consciousness had came, right? And I posed a question to myself, this, this, is, uh, this is extremely weird. I haven't been in high school in a while. Um, am I dreaming? 
I, I must be dreaming. Let me test it. If if I'm dreaming, I, I remembered the the method, right? If I'm dreaming, then I'm going to pull my finger. And if I'm dreaming, my finger is going to continue to extend. And sure enough, I pulled my finger about two feet away from my hand with my finger still intact on some uh, some uh, Mr. Incredible stuff. With my finger about two feet away from my hand and still intact i was able to feel the sensation of the skin elongating and the finger growing the the bones weren't hurt or anything but i was able to feel that sensation and i was astounded all right so reality checks they absolutely do work for you all right please press next episode to flip over to side B.